Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, here we are again. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Okay, we get a lot of emails. We do our, a segment every single day, which we'll do in a minute, that's called the mailbag, where people mostly ask for advice. But we have a different kind of email here now, rating all the guys on this show and their looks. Why? I don't know. Why, Scuba Steve? What what prompted her to write this? She doesn't say why. She just sent it to the mailbag, and I felt like she's just a bold listener that wanted to talk about the guys in the show. Okay, look. Guys, you want to? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. Does I, Amy mind it? Amy's Am not I getting in it? Rated. I think she's it's just the guys. I mean, if if every guy is okay with it, if even one of you is like, we, I don't feel comfortable with it, then we pull it. What well, guys she, did she write, Scuba? Bobby, Eddie, Lunchbox, and Ray. Okay, Ray, are you good with it? Yeah! Lunch. I'm not embarrassed to be called a 10. Let's go, dude. <laughs> All right, let's go. Go ahead. Right. Go. Do you want to start from least to uh, most? No, attractive? just read it in the order and, she and, wrote it. And okay. just keep in mind, guys, like, looks are relative. Like, everybody has Why their Why are you opinion. looking at me? I don't. Because uh, I always look at you. You're looking right at me? Yes. Yeah, because, uh, no. Okay. You think Bobby's going to get his feelings hurt? Uh, no. <laughs> you think I'm I just, ugly? No. <laughs> and I just think in general, uh, I don't like commenting on people's looks or bodies, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So KP writes, Bobby, you're a solid 8.5. And if you lose the glasses, you're a nine. Wow. So if but you don't see. Wow. <laughs> but you won't see if you lose the glasses. Exactly. So you pick. <laughs> 8.5, pretty solid, though. That's about two points higher than I think I am. Anything else about me? That's it, yeah. Okay, who's next? Eddie is next. Okay. Ooh. Eddie, you're a seven. And he'd be even better if he wore his beanie hat. He'd be an eight. He's hot. Watch me tomorrow wear my beanie hat for the rest of the year. She wants snowboard ready. <laughs> <laughs> next up, Lunchbox, you're up next. Lunchbox is a 5.5, <laughs> but could be a six if he's a bit nicer and less of an egomaniac. Six is your max. I mean, she's penalizing you for your attitude, though. I mean, that's fine. I mean, here's the thing. Did she send a picture of herself? I doubt it, because I'll rate her, and I bet you it's not very good. Stop it. Okay, and... 
And Ray is up last. And Ray, the guy next to me, is an 8.5. Yeah! Wow. But with stacked shoes, he's pretty much a 9. Yeah! I love how she bumped everybody up based on if you do this, you will get a half a point. Now, she did talk about the ladies. You want me to say that as well? Or I don't. Not if it's, is anything, nothing mean about the ladies. They're actually not mean. It's pretty nice. Go ahead. So Amy's a 10 just because. Oh, my gosh. Have you looked at her? That's Ooh not la true. La. Wow, Amy. Ooh la la. She, and, and she's French. Ooh la la. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And Morgan is a 9. If she studied her, her geography a little more, she'd be a 9.5. <laughs> oh. <laughs> geography. Okay. Fair. You is know that, it's fair. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's from KP. Is KP a guy or a girl? I assumed a girl. I assumed too. Yes, yeah, she's a loyal female listener. This is her thoughts. Well, if she's loyal, then it's true. Yeah, I'm actually on with this. Well, KP, thank you. <laughs> and if you guys want to send anything to the mailbag, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go, guys. It's that time of the morning where we open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. My name is Liz. I'm dating guy right now. I don't know what to think about the fact that he's 32 years old and only takes baths. <laughs> so he's got a great corporate job, a nice car, a beautiful apartment. Really seems to have his life together. But for some reason, I can't get over the fact that he never takes showers. When I asked him why, he told me that he never liked to take them as a kid and only likes to take about two showers a month, and that's when he's in a rush. What? I think this is really weird, and I feel like it might be some crazy thing he has with his mom or something. What? He told me he's very close with his mother. I just feel like men don't and shouldn't take baths all the time. On occasion, sure, but not all the time, right? Is anyone else dating a guy or married to a guy who only takes baths? Signed, Liz. It's weird, but it's not a deal breaker. If you're finding a deal breaker out of his bath habits then you're wanting a deal breaker somewhere in this. It's weird. I take the occasional bath. And yeah, I he- occasional. I know, no, but even that I hear. I, I get crap for. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I like a bath. Maybe one a day even. <laughs> get out of here. Maybe, okay, maybe four to five a week. How about that? Wow. But, okay, but... You also shower either before or after your bath, don't you? Mm-hmm. Most times. Yeah, this 95% way. 95% of times you're I shower. You're just straight bathing and love. Sometimes I'll shower before and then get in the bath. Yeah. But that that's ruins smart. the warm. That ruins the warm. Because <laughs> your body's already adjusted to warm, and then you just get in water that's warm. Okay, well. The move is to take a bath first. Mm. But then sometimes you get in there and I was like, I know. Floating stuff, and you're like, ah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say about this, Liz. I don't think you should assign mother issues with him just because he likes to take baths and because he's close to his mom. And that was a leap. I think, as Morgan would say, this is a yellow flag, but I would say a slightly yellow flag. I don't think it's a big deal. It's weird. But let him look at your bathroom habits. I'm sure you got some secret stuff going on that you don't want anybody to know. Yes, it's weird. But I don't think you cancel a relationship because of it. Morgan, what would you do if you're dating a guy and he only takes baths? Um, I mean, yeah, I would definitely find it weird, but if that's the worst thing about him, I mean, I think you're doing pretty great. I think the same thing. I think she's looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to conclude with, yes, it's odd. All odd things aren't bad. I don't know another, I don't know a single guy who only takes baths. Right. And it's probably from some childhood thing, but I don't think it's worth ending a relationship over if this is why you're ending the relationship. There could be many other real things. Um, so Liz, we will... 
leave you with that. If you're looking for a reason to break up with them, you have it. Yeah. Break up with them. You don't want them anyway. But if this is the only thing, you're like, everything but this is perfect, don't let this ruin this relationship. We will always like to say it's weird. And that's from somebody who takes a bath four to five times a week. (laughs) We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Fun Fact Friday. The five most fun facts of the week is brought to you by Amy. Number five. So the Beatles considered naming their album in 1969 Everest, but since no one wanted to go to Tibet for a photo shoot, the album was called Abbey Road. And they walked right outside the studio. <laughs> right there. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. They were like, I don't know what to name this. <laughs> What's okay. the laziest thing we can do? Right outside, right. Paul. Let's. Oh, mine's terrible. Uh, Yours is pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Mine is Thank not. <laughs> Number four. In Singapore, using someone else's Wi-Fi network without their permission is punishable by up to three years in prison, a $10,000 fine, or both. Oh I wonder if anyone's actually done that and served that time. Oh. Or if that's one of those dumb laws, like Amy will go, I found the dumb law from Wisconsin. <laughs> you can't chew gum and close your right oh, eye at the same time. I bet this really has been enforced. I don't know, callers they've ever... Callers been in from Singapore? Singapore and <laughs> I checked our jail. podcast numbers. We ain't that strong over there. <laughs> Three. So people who run marathons finish the race about a half an inch shorter than when they started. It's the temporary effect your back muscles have, like, tensing up over the course of the race. How do you get taller, do you think, though? Because the next time I want to go in for my driver's license, I want to do that. So if they officially list me at 6'1", because I'm I'm almost there. Okay. Then I can tell Kayla, no, I'm listed as 6'1", stop telling me I'm not. You could probably do, like, a cocktail of things, like go see a chiropractor go to a yoga class, and then maybe get stretched by someone. All before the you, DMV. <laughs> Can you just you, wear high heels? No. And not tell them? Oh. <laughs> Interesting. And I don't even know if you get measured at the DMV. I think you could just tell them, and they'll be like, all right. You just write it down. Let me look at my driver's license. Let's see. Yeah. If if, Bob, if it says 6'2", then you know that you can just tell It says 6'1". I just told him. It says 6'1". <laughs> Number two. So Jeffrey Dahmer once consumed a sleeping pill lace drink that he made for a victim by accident. So Jeffrey Dahmer, by the way, is the cannibal guy that killed people. Yeah, and ate him. Yeah. And so he made a drink for somebody else and accidentally drank it. It reminds me of, what's the movie with Andre the Giant? Uh, Princess Bride. And they're playing the game where to to drink (laughs) the one that's poisonous. Yeah. Except for, yeah, he was intended for a victim, but then he's the one that ended up passing out. Indubitably, and- <laughs> or whatever he says. Uh, Indespicable. Yeah. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. We're la- this is a Jeffrey Dahmer story. We've turned- <laughs> yeah, That's, that's, not funny. that's a terrible story. This is dark. But the, the guy, the victim lived. For me. This is good. Stole his clothes, hundreds of dollars, and a watch. Got away with it. So he robbed Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow. I would too. <laughs> Take some I think I would just the- run. I don't think I would rob. <laughs> I just run. Yeah, that stinks. That's- I don't know. I mean, I, I was Googling more about this when I, um, after I read this fun fact, I came across it and I- It's not that fun. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't interesting. Fun, no, I know. You're right. <laughs> this, this is on Dark, dark Fact Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry, but it is true. All right. And number one. So the myth that eating carrots can help you see in the dark was invented by the British Air Force during World War II. They were trying to explain how British air raids were so successful without telling the Germans about the existence of radar. So they didn't want to like give radar the credit. So they're like, oh yeah, we've just been eating a lot of carrots. Do you know that there is something you can do to make you see better in the dark? Just read the story. Huh. So in on the islands... 
The the uh, guys that are driving their boats that work out there, they run into coral reefs a lot. So, and they, if you smoke weed, it helps you see at night better. And really? people always wondered, how are they not crashing their boats? And they'd always swore by it for years and years and years. And apparently, it actually does something that allows you to see better at night. It, it messes with your eyes. This is in Jamaica? Yeah. Um, Ray, what are, you th- yeah, what are you nodding at? What Steve says, yeah, Jamaica. Jamaica. In Jamaica. Yeah, that's what they, they do that a lot over there. They do. And it, and it, but then they tested it, and it does help you see better at night. Wow. Which is crazy. Crazy. But that's what carrots do not. Yeah. So, ki- kids? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Fact Friday. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. This guy, Brendan Burt, was driving in Iowa. It was late at night. Didn't know where he was going. Took a wrong turn. But that wrong turn saved people's lives because he saw a house on fire. And he said he just had this like gut feeling that he should go check and see if anybody is inside. So he got out of his car and went and started banging on the windows and screaming, fire, fire. And then out the front door because yes these kids were asleep they woke up eight years old 14 years old 17 years old and then a 22 year old they all emerged from the house the parents were out of town and they are just super grateful for brendan saving their children and here's brendan talking about it they came out the door like i just felt i just wanted to break down and cry like i don't even know these people here you know that's a commitment i'm glad he did it but you have to go okay i'm gonna go bang on that door yeah i'm gonna go yell fire and bang on a door and yes, there's a fire, but still, you got to have that in you because that's that's risky. Once Eddie saw a fire, I did, and it t- ended up being a tobacco smokehouse. Mm-hmm. And I knocked on doors saying, "Guys, wasn't get a out. fire at all, was it?" <laughs> no, they said, Good "Kid, what are you doing? That's a smokehouse." But better safe than sorry. <laughs> I agree. And the video is crazy because of the fire. And you no, well, you see the people running out of the house, and the whole porch is on fire, so they're running right underneath the flames. Yeah, what? Eddie's video or the video Amy's talking no, about? No, not Amy. Oh, okay. There's no yeah. video of oh, mine. Okay, okay, okay. All right, that is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Adam Sandler. Adam, what's happening, man? It's Bobby. Hi, Bobby. How are you, buddy? As a, you know, sports guy and a comedy guy, like, the movie being about basketball and your love of basketball, was the movie an outlet for you to play more basketball selfishly? Like, is was, like... <laughs> This would be a good movie to do because you could play more. Bobby, I had the worst thing happen to an old man. I played a lot when we were there. The first part of the movie we shot, played hoop every day, had a great time. Then the second half of the movie, because we had to separate two halves because of the, the pandemic, we had to not do contact uh, basketball for a while. And then when we when it was safe enough, all the guys started showing up playing hoop. I played for uh, maybe a few weeks with the guys. It was incredible. And then my stupid groin popped <laughs> or some weird. And then I was like limping around. Everybody would be like, why are you walking like that? I, it was humiliating. So I got nothing. Those viral videos of you playing pickup ball, and it's always highlights. Yeah. I've never seen a viral video of you sucking. It's always like Sandler dominates, like uh, you know, uh, yeah. dro- dropping dimes. Are you that good I, all the time, or are they just selective on what they put up? No, I'm that good all the time. Nice. No, 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 that's no. what I thought. <laughs> no, you know I suck many times out there. <laughs> there are, are times, though, Bobby, where I'll go, why would they show that and not this? Because I had a killer pass that day. And then I'll I'll sometimes, when I'm out there playing and I notice the cameras come up and the kids are shooting me and stuff, I'm like, I make a nice pass. I look up, I'm like, Nobody caught that. That was a good <laughs> moment, man. We would have loved that one. The movie's about your character chasing his dream, and your character says that uh, people in their 50s don't have dreams. But I, just asking you as a person, do you still have dreams at this point with all that you've done? I'm very thankful that I get to do all this stuff. I, I, I'm probably still driven like I, I used to be as a kid. I, 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 when I commit to something, I try to go full tilt and be as good as I can. But... I don't think I dream about it as much as I dream about my, my kids having a good life now. You know, they're 13 and 16, so you, I think about that a lot now. I'm like, oh, man, I just please hope they have happiness and, and, and they get to dive into whatever they're dying to do, that, that they get to do it. Hustle, such a good movie, again, especially for me. I was a big fan of you, a big fan of sports movies. And when you did Uncut Gems, you know, I felt like you were snubbed uh, a nomination 
Uh, <laughs> do you feel like when you nail a serious movie that you want to do it yeah. and you don't get the nomination, which I thought I thought you were going to get it, honestly. It's like, so I just thought it was going to be there, and when it wasn't, I was disappointed for you because we're best friends and stuff. But do you feel like when you almost <laughs> nail it that you should go back and do another one because you've gotten so close to it and it's like you're there they just need you to do one more real serious movie in you know in a row i I don't know man i don't even know what i think anymore like when i did that gems movie i just that oscar stuff kind of comes out up and and they they start talking about it and blah 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 oh maybe this and that then i started going well if if i got to uh if i got to go and talk about this and run around and, and meet people who vote and all that stuff i was like let me just let me just say I want this thing real bad. I got to tell you, it wasn't on my mind in real life. When I came out to Hollywood as a kid, I just wanted to be Eddie Murphy, man. I didn't think about an Oscar. But when I do stuff like this, I do I do my best. I, I work at my ass off and I do want it to be. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to let people, the directors down, the people who put the money into it all. I, I try to do as good as I can and then also you know, my, my kids get psyched uh, if I'm good good in a movie. It's fun to come home and talk about hard work and scenes that I did that were interesting. I don't I, I don't know, man. The Oscar thing that probably makes people nuts. I just just uh, just gonna try to do good. You mentioned Eddie Murphy, and I've heard people say that the first time they met you that they were so intimidated by uh, how funny you are, how funny they've seen you be, maybe in. Uh, movies, television, et cetera, or even on stage, which by the way, your last special was so freaking good. Uh, who oh, who was it for you that you saw once you started to make it New York or LA that was so funny you made you you almost were intimidated because you're like, I'm not that. Wow, me. There's a bunch of those in my early days where I would go, Oh my God, how did he do that? How'd she do that? Uh Kevin Meany, there was a comedian, Kevin Meany, when he went on stage, he would destroy so hard that it was just humiliating. You didn't know how to go after him. You know, Rodney Dangerfield, when I was young, that that, that was my guy that made me get into this and, and, and Eddie. And But there's been a lot of comedians over the years that I see that I just go, well, I don't want to go on after that. That's too good. <laughs> All right, last one for you. So when you work with athletes that are so tall yet still are able to move like deer, like a seven-footer like Dirk, <laughs> They can still be like a, a, a way better athlete than I could ever be. But he's also, I mean, that it's almost like a science experiment that shouldn't work the way it does. <laughs> does it ever just get normal to you? And you just like, yeah, that's just how it is. They're just seven foot and awesome. Uh, I mean, dude, I, I'm not, Wancho is insane. All, all the guys, all the guys that were in the movie, when they would just move, it's a whole other level of movement. You know that. But I'll tell you what, Boban, yeah. Just shooting around. Boban, he's seven. What is he? I don't know. Seven something. Like seven four he, or something like that? Something like that, right? His hands are so gigantic. His body's built. He's massive. But he's like moves smooth. When he takes a shot, so, it's got like the softest touch. It's it's just it's a whole other thing. Yeah, like, like you said, I, I don't know how they do it. All right. I hope everybody watches Hustle. It's so good. Uh, watch it on Netflix. Adam, just a big fan. Just appreciate you, and thanks for the time. And I would wish you success, was- but you don't need it. So you can wish me success. Would you wish me success at the end of this? I've never done this before, so let me have it. Bobby, you got a lot of success coming. You're very cool. You're very nice to me. Thank you for that. And uh, you're, you're smooth as hell, man. I, and you, you got a lot of good stuff coming. There we have it. We heard it right there. Adam, thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, <laughs> good, later, guys. A voicemail we got last night. 
Hey, Bobby. Hey, studio. Uh, just driving from Virginia to Kentucky to visit my family, and uh, you guys kept me awake tonight. I appreciate your show and everything you do. I appreciate that. Man, night driving, if you're a little sleepy, tough. You roll your window down, you scream, you stick your head out. Loud music. I mean, it's everything. Dance. So if we can help with that, that's awesome. Uh, here is the next voicemail. Hey, guess what concert I'm at? Take all the what are they doing? They're the John Mayer concert. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hear it. Okay, bye. That's cool. Uh, I love that. Call. That's funny. Also, oh. it's worst song. What? But, oh, it's so I good, love Bones. that Come song. On. That's because you guys aren't real fans. Yes, no, we know like, other songs. Not real fans love the hits. No. The bubblegum tongue, but yeah. that's great. That just War, makes War me song. think of I, I change it. college. I, I dislike that song. And John Mayer is one of my favorite, favorite ever. <laughs> and I dislike that song. Yeah. yeah. Well, he posers. Uh, here is uh, the next one. Weirdo. You guys were talking about things that you would like to see more of, things you don't like. Uh, I would tell you the thing that I would like to see or hear less of is Lunchbox's negativeness. He's got his bits. He's funny when he's doing pranks, but his negativeness is just completely opposite from the show. Uh, love the games. Love to see you guys do that. Thanks, guys. Love the show. The show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So would you own up to your restaurant bill if it was wrong? If it comes out, one item's missing, do you just, like, sign the check, and you're like, okay, no big deal? Or do you contact the waiter and be like, oh, I didn't get charged for something? I'm going to be honest. I don't look. Oh, really? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. If I did notice, I probably would say something because I wouldn't want the waiter to get in trouble. I wouldn't make it about me. I don't think I'm going to heaven because I go, hey, my pudding's not on here. (laughs) But I wouldn't want the waiter to get in trouble as someone who waited tables for a long time. Well, a study was done, and customers were invited to a restaurant where they could order two items. At the end of the meal, the bill came out, so it's like only two items, easy to see. One of the two items was missing, and more than half of the customers did not flag the issue with the bill, and women were way more likely to be honest about the mistake. Okay, I believe that. I This is my move at a restaurant, because I like to go in and eat as soon as I get there. And I like to leave as close to my final bite as possible. (laughs) So sometimes, and why I don't always look at the check, I will just give them my card when they bring the entree. So they bring something and they take something. Ah, yeah. Therefore, my check comes to me when I'm halfway through my entree. So on that last bite, I'm out the door. So this doesn't affect me, but I would if I knew. Because, again, I wouldn't want to get them in trouble. Right. The survey in the room, would you guys, Eddie? Uh, no. Lunchbox. No chance. All right, there you have it. <laughs> and that's more than half. Yep. All right. So two things. One, Lindsay Lohan joined TikTok. So people are excited about maybe some content they're going to see from her. And second thing is um, she revealed we've all been saying her name wrong all these years. Okay, let me guess what it is. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, that's a good guess. I don't know. Here we go. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Lohan. And guess oh, what? Lohan. Now I'm on Lohan. TikTok. So we say Lohan. But yeah, it's Lowen. So follow Lindsay Lowen on TikTok. I'm not calling her that. <laughs> it's too late now. Well, everybody's been saying mine wrong forever, too. It's Bonez. Oh, oh really? Bobby yeah. Bonez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kane Brown was talking about his man cave, and he said it's actually more of like a man arena because there's a garage for his cars, a gym for working out, a basketball court, and a sports bar. And obviously working out is something super important to him. And um, he was quoted in this article saying that his goals for his body is to be his security guard's security guard. He could. 
And Kane and I follow each other on Instagram, and he will post these things in his story where it's like, today in the workout, Kane lifted the amount of, tra- of a tractor. Whoa. He has some kind of app or something that measures what he's working doing. Oh, really? Like, today's workout, Kane lifted a tank of, all, <laughs> of, like, of everything he did all together. Yeah, yeah, combined. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's uh, quite physically fit, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. My man Pablo decided he's going to go scuba diving off the coast of California. So he gets his gear, goes out. Oh, let's get in the water. Loses consciousness. In the water. Uh Uh-oh. What's he going to do? He's unconscious. Luckily for him, there was a group of mermaids nearby. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what they're doing, but they're dressed in mermaid tails. Okay, but not real mermaids. <laughs> like no, no, people no. Do, like doing role play, I cosplay. Like, that's kind of cool. It's become so popular, there's groups of mermaids that go out for swims, and they were out for a swim, and they found Pablo, got his gear off, gave him mouth-to-mouth, and got him to the paramedics. What if that's you're that cool. dude, and you're like coming, to, coming back exactly. to it as mermaid? <laughs> what the? He's like, I'm dead, 100%. Yeah. He thinks what I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> mermaids making out with him. Also, how do you swim with that tail on? It looks like so bit, difficult. Like a- no, we go to the we, we and when the summer was here, we'd go to the uh, city pool or whatever, and there'd be people in mermaid. And I'm like, that has to be so dangerous for your kid to be swimming in a mermaid costume. But is I never it say a thin it. mitt for it, mermaiding, or is it a costume to look? There's a difference. Like if you were dressed as a Little Mermaid, that probably wouldn't be. <laughs> Super safe to jump in the, the lake because you can't really move your leg. Keeps trying to move like a mermaid. Yeah. Oh, you, right now, he's, <laughs> yeah, like you have your legs stuck together. I, I don't know. I always thought saw him at the pool, and I was like, that doesn't seem safe. But I never told their parents that. I just let them be them. Yeah, good for you. Hey, so <laughs> the mermaid saved the guy. That's what we liked. Though, yeah, right? the mermaids saved the guy. Mm-hmm. They gave him a little mouth to mouth. <sighs> okay, that's a weird way to give mouth to mouth. You do full mouth like. <sighs> Oh my gosh, I hope, I, I mean, I would be thankful if Lunchbox gave me mouth to mouth, but I don't want You'd never get that taste out of your mouth, <laughs> just, ever. Are you, you thinking like, about it right no. now? You'd, you'd, have you, ha- you? you'd have a hair and that taste in your mouth forever. Are you all thinking right. about it right now, Amy, me giving you mouth to mouth? That's what it's all about. Good job, mermaids. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where... A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. 
Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, let's go over to the voicemail line. Hello, this is Jessica. This is Nolan. And we have a morning corny. Why do spiders make good baseball players? Because they catch flies. Have a great day. Love your show. It's <laughs> cute. Pretty good. I've got it down. Here's another one. Hi, I have a morning corny for Amy. What is the best time on the clock? 6.30, hands down. <laughs> we'll pick Suey. <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Oh, I They're get all it. Down. Uh, hands down, yeah. Okay, let's go over to the pro, though. Here's Amy with the morning corny. The morning corny. How do you make the number one disappear? How do you make the number one disappear? You add a G and it's gone. <laughs> add a G in front uh, of Ah, one, O-N-E. O-N-E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. On the phone right now is Ron who lives in South Carolina. Hey, Ron, what's happening? Hey, Bob, good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. So we talk, I hear we talk a lot about running into celebrities and how to react and whether to approach them or not. So I find out, yes, um, on Sunday, my daughter lives in an in adjacent state to where I live. Chris Stapleton is going to be staying next to her in the house, like 20 feet away from her for a month, recording an album. I'm curious as to the studio's thoughts on how they would react to Chris Stapleton staying in the house literally next to them. Do you just let him stay there and hang out and not make it public, or do you go over and introduce yourself and welcome him to the town that you're in? It's an interesting question. It's all you. Yeah. Oh, man. So, this is what I would say, mostly knowing Chris. He's a very private person just to begin with. So, I think a lot of what I'm going to say reflects not only celebrity culture, but also Chris himself. It would be very kind to offer anyone any sort of help, period. Okay? So, I'm going to lead with that. Uh what I would do, I wouldn't go over to the house and knock on the door and be like, hey, 
Because he's dabbled What do you do, buddy? It's my favorite song. What I would do, first of all, is nothing. I would respect the privacy of whomever was in that house. Chris Stapleton or Amy's cousin. Doesn't matter. That's your place inside those walls. That is your private area. Uh, next up, if I were to see at a time that I was out, maybe getting in the driveway, the car in the driveway, and they were Chris, somebody from his team, you could just say, hey, guys, I'm, I know, Ron, you're not living next door. Be like, hey, I'm Ron. I'm the neighbor. If you guys need anything, uh, feel free to come knock on the door. You know, I would offer your services at a time when it wasn't weird to offer your services. Yeah, that's nice. I just don't think for anyone I would go up and knock on the door and go, what's going on in there? Okay. What? I don't even like when people do that to me. Right. Like, like as a normal person, whenever I just move into a place. Oh, so like, but if you would normally be that person that welcomes an, someone into the neighborhood, so you just set that aside. Yeah. If you're Especially normally because like- because you know the situation. Bread and cookies, something mm-hmm. like that. Because you know the situation and you know, because I'm telling you now, mm-hmm. that Chris is a very private person. Mm-hmm. I would say that you do not go knock on the door, <laughs> that if you do see them out in an organic circumstance, you can go, hey, I'm Ron. If you guys need anything, let me know. You know what? They're probably not going to need anything. But You're right. You're right. Or <laughs> yeah, they're good. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> like the second or third time, if you do kind of develop some sort of, you know, relationship, like you talk, you know, you're picking up the paper in your underwear outside. I don't know. Be like, hey, we'd love to make dinner for you guys. You could do that. Whoa. But that needs to be like third or fourth once you have a conversation and you have this uh, super substancy relationship. But at least you have that. So I would say veer to the side of leave him alone. But it's pretty cool. Would you tell the whole town? No. No, I okay. wouldn't because I wouldn't want the one told on me. Right. That's my advice, Ron. That's good advice. If it were John Party, I'd go over with a keg. Be like, what up, John Party? <laughs> different for everybody. Yes, different for everybody. All right, Ron, have a great day. Good morning, buddy. I uh, hope you have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you. You too. I just Thank confused you. myself with that sentence. All right. <laughs> I was watching a video of a kid play basketball in high school. Uh, he's from Virginia. His name's Evan Randall. He shoots a three-pointer. Before it goes in, he does a backflip on the court. Whoa. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, he that's shoots. amazing. It's awesome. And he makes it. Did he just do a backflip? I think he did. He just shot the three, banked it in, and did a backflip. <laughs> Alexander, Alexander's even giving him a standing out. Did we get that on film? It was awesome. ESPN put it on. I thought maybe the refs would like call a tech or something. Cause I, but I guess doing a backflip's not illegal on the court. Dude, he did a, back, a backflip while the ball was still that's in the what, air. That's what I said. As soon as he shot it, he didn't do it after he made it. He did it while it was in the air. That's so cool. That's from WTKR. Amy, what's your crowning moment from high school? I think this is just something that would be in my head, maybe not others, but I was on this committee called Hall of Honor and like a bunch of alumni from Austin High would come back and the gym was filled with people, you know, current students and previous past students. And I was tapped to give a speech and it was my first time ever doing public speaking in front of a group. And I was very nervous, but I did it. And so I think that was the time when I realized like, oh, I can do this. And my chemistry teacher was in charge of the club and she didn't think very highly of me, but she was so proud of me after I did it that it really left me with like this good feeling. So that's what I'll never forget. I know what lunchboxes are going to be. Of course, we yes. all do. But let's hear it. Oh, we can say it together. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I have so many, but I guess the one I would pick is it was 1999, it was prom night, and oh, we're God. all there gathered at this nice hotel, dressed up in our tuxes and nice dresses, 
and they said prom king Anderson High School class of 99 is and they called my name and I was crowned I walked up on stage they had the music playing and they stuck the crown on my head and they said you are the prom king and you can brag about it for the rest of your life they said that no, but, but in my that. head, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is what they were saying. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you tell us about that probably once a month still. At least, mm-hmm. because not a lot of people get crowned prom king only one a year. Do you think that's in your top five life moments? Yep. Oh, <laughs> top three life moments? Yep. Not I'm afraid, the three. He's got three kids. I know. I'm afraid to ask if it's a top life oh, moment. Oh, boy. Is being named prom king your top life moment? Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you know how incredible, you watch it, like, what's the big thing when you watch a movie out of Hollywood? Is the prom king out of or Hollywood? That's true. Is being crowned prom like king or queen? It movie is. out of Hollywood. Yes, yeah. and like, He's I did it. He's not wrong. I am not wrong. They make movies <laughs> oh about it. Gosh. That's how big a deal it is. <laughs> it is. And did you know that you would win? I had, I didn't know, because they said you could only win one award, and I already won Class Clown. And so I was like, ah, oh, I can't win another one. But boom, what up? Class clown too? When you went back to your high school reunion, did they remember you as prom king? Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I checked in, all prom kings here. Did they what? chant prom king? Recrown you? I thought about wearing my crown to the reunions, but I didn't take it. But I did. Eddie, what's your crowning I moment mean, from high school? Really? You want me to follow that? I know. I mean, I whatever know. I'm going to say is not as good, as good as that. But I did my senior year of high school. I made a homemade helmet that looked just like our football team's helmet. It was gold. It had a Mustang on both sides, and I wore it everywhere pep rallies to all the games and everyone was like oh that's the dude with the helmet so when I graduated I passed it on to the next it was a junior I forget his name I gave it to him so this is your helmet now and I think I don't know for sure but they may still be doing the helmet to this day there is no so chance. At this high school, there's Scuba, a helmet. We got to find out if they're still doing the helmet. Oh there's God. no chance. I hope they are. I know for sure oh it God. went back two generations. Other you mean than that, two classes, two not classes. two generations. <laughs> two generations. Two, two classes. Like a lot. So for me, it, high school, because I went to such a small school, was 7th through 12th grade. And I think for most folks, though, it was 10th, 11th, 12th? 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th? Um, but it was, and, and it's kind of a cop-out do seventh grade but it happened every year in seventh grade i was named the captain of our 12th grade quiz bowl team and i was like this is awesome <laughs> that's, your, like, that's your brag yeah <laughs> i was in seventh grade i was like 12 and i was facing Heard off alert. i was facing off against 17 year olds no in, that's cool in quiz bowl and so and i was captain every year until i graduated but when i was a senior nobody really cared that i used to be wonder kid <laughs> oh man it was a i'd roll up i was by far the youngest and smallest Seventh, eighth grader, they're like, there's the kid. There's the kid. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you guys couldn't sound dorkier. I gave a speech. I was a captain well, of the we Quizball team. I wasn't voted oh, prom queen. Dude, we we don't have that. Bobby cool wasn't prom king. Yeah, helmet. we're not. Like, I literally, when you started this segment, I texted my best friend from high school real quick, and I'm like, what's something from high school I can be proud of? Because I was like, I when your mom had to come walk you to class every day because you were late? <laughs> <laughs> when your mom showed up. Yeah. yeah. My friend didn't bring That's that one, one up. She did say, one. you you graduated with a high level of ADHD. And oh. she said, she also said, you also overcame some boyfriend adversity. There you go. Remember when, remember when your boyfriend? Oh. Uh, scribbled, That's what she's talking about. Scribbled in the the word whore, but misspelled it. He didn't scribble co- it in. He keyed my he keyed car. it in her car. Oh, yeah, my and gosh. he spelled H O R E. Hey, ex boyfriend. I had broken up with him. <laughs> what an idiot! And she said, she also goes, "This is my friend Andrew." She goes, "I'm sure you did some charity work too." <laughs> 
Well, thank you all for reminiscing. Uh, that was good times, man. Not uh, as much as Colson's <laughs> video of this kid doing a flip, but I feel like I know you guys a little better now. Yeah. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Eddie said his mind was blown because he saw someone at Chuck E. Cheese. So we have 20 questions, all yes or no questions. Amy, ready? Ready. Eddie, is it a, a celebrity? Uh, absolutely. Yes, okay. Amy, go. Uh, I'm assuming they're with kids? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it a man? Yeah. Okay, it's a, it's a man celebrity with kids. Wife with him? Oh, good question. Yes. So he's married. Okay. A male celebrity with kids who's married. Is he over 40? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Okay, over 40. Amy? Does he wear a cowboy hat? Mm, yeah. I was going to ask, is he a country music singer? Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, four, Okay, so five. he's a country music singer. Over 40. Six, with seven, the cowboy 40. hat. Yes. Over 40. 
Is the first letter of his name A through G? <laughs> A, B, C, D, F, E, F, G. No. Has he been married before? Married before what? Before this he's been wife. Mar- is, has he been married? Is that the question? Well, I already asked you if you had a wife, and yes. you said yes. Okay. So he's been married uh-huh. multiple times. Okay. G. Is this first letter H I J K L? Of his first name? Yeah, first name. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Does he have... It's got to be Aldine. Right? Like, would you think... He, you're shocked to see him because you would think he would have his own Chuck E. Cheese at his house? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's good, Amy. Yeah. That's real good. Okay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. 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 Um, mm-hmm. I've heard about his house. So yeah, 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 yeah. You guys want to guess? Keep going. <laughs> I think it's originally who I thought, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, that's a great job. Because I w- so read. Does he have so many <laughs> songs that we know every word to? I don't know if we it's know his vibe, all like, the words to him. Does he have chains on his uh, wallet? Yeah. Oh, wallet chain. That's great. Yes. Da- yeah. What yes. about a bandana coming out of the pocket? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, a lot of yeses there. I think, we know, I think we know who it is. It's Dolly Parton. <laughs> uh, it's Aldine. It's Aldine. That's fun. And Aldine's a nice guy. He probably would have said hi to you if you don't. No, we him. talked. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. We totally talked. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, he was just there at Whack a Mole. Like this is. And I stared at him for like two minutes. I cannot believe Jason Aldine is here playing Whack a Mole at Chuck E. G's. And he looks like a normal dude when he's not. Earring wallet chained up. Bones. And Here's hat. the thing. It looks like he just came from a show. Mm. He was oh. dressed like Jason Aldean. He was? The chain was out. The earrings were on. He didn't have the cowboy hat, but that was it. Everything else was Aldean. The affliction shirt, all of it. But, wow. Because I've spent time with Jason, normal circumstances-ish, and he's just a dude in a t-shirt. Yeah. And a, like, and a ball cap. Dude, the, yeah. cowboy hat, the cowboy boots were on, everything. I'm like, well, I mean, that's him. There's no, no doubt about it. I wonder if he came from something then. I don't know. What he told What'd me. What did you guys talk about? Oh, we just like, hey, dad life. Well, look at us here. You know, we just did that. And then you he said. You guys are so similar. Yeah, dad life. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, man, you know, I do this like when, when I'm trying to get my kids to do something, the reward is I'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese. And so here we are paying off, paying off the reward. I'm like, that's, that's cool. Surprised he didn't buy the Chuck E. Cheese. I right. know. Crazy, He's like, man. if you're extra good, I'll build you one. Nah, good for you. You saw Jason Aldean at Chuck E. I Cheese. I mean, and it's that. like, what world Imagine are we living in? you're a tourist and you're like, hey, we should get some pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. And you see Jay- <laughs> you go back home going, guys in Nashville, the suit, the stars are at Chuck E. Cheese. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, unbelievable. Any other tidbits from this bit, this, this segment? No, that's just it. I mean, I was just shocked. I wanted to share that with you guys. Thank you. Good job, Amy. Thanks. You nailed that. I yeah. thought the pyro question was a little odd. No. That could have been anyone, <laughs> but yes. He loves pyro. He does love pyro. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Georgia. A 43-year-old woman announced in October, hey, I'm pregnant, I'm having a baby. So she waits till the summer, baby's born, gets seven weeks paid vacation. Only problem is they started looking at the pictures of her two babies. They look nothing alike. It was a second fake pregnancy. She got busted. A they were, second fake pregnancy? Yeah, they were both fake. She had done one pregnancy. Well, who were the, ba- where are the babies? No, they were just pictures she got off the internet. Oh, my oh. oh she wasn't, like, holding them. No, no, no. No, no, Like, she just took the pictures and, like, oh, here are my babies. And so she did it not once, but twice. Got away with it the first time. Second time. She lived with people thinking she had a baby and she was a mom and she wasn't? Yes. 
crazy. Pretty so, good racket. So she got with it. She got 14 weeks of paid vacation. Wow. Two different pregnancies. I, oh, this guys, has to happen I'm pregnant. More. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here to tell you. Let's see the picture. Well, you will. Trust me. Wow. Dang. I can't believe she got away with that. Who 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 found it? Do you know? Well, like, someone she posted pictures like, man, those babies look nothing alike. Oh my god. And they did some digging. No babies whatsoever. Never gave birth. They how, had do you, to- how do you do digging? I guess hospital records, hackers, well, I don't know. It just says they opened an investigation, found out she was never pregnant, never gave asked, birth. They probably asked her, hey, come in here. Are you pregnant? Do you have babies? No. Okay. <laughs> investigation <laughs> closed. Investigation closed. <laughs> Mike D does that thing where he can reverse image to see if it's from Google. Mm. And so maybe oh, they did that. Oh, you think they got a Mike D I working for the state of Georgia? I think they had to already been suspicious because some yeah. babies just don't look alike. So you have to already think hey, something's up. two different dads. Yeah. Common. That's true. Happens. So. But that's a funny story. Yeah. Sh- hey, don't do that, everybody out there. But you know people are. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby. Um, I'm about to go get me another tattoo. Uh, the tattoo artist quoted uh, between four to 600. And I was wondering you know, about how much should I tip for one that costs that much. Uh, let me know what you think. Pretty expensive tattoo, I think. I mean, I've only have small ones, and none, yeah. of, mine, none of mine cost that he much. He must be getting something a little more like detailed. Full body or old English. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I would say, and I don't know the rules of a tattoo artist. Um, I, I would say 50 bucks. If it's 400 bucks, I don't think it's a 20% rule. I, oh, it's or, not? I don't know. If it were me, I'd probably tip 50, 60 bucks if that were the case. But that's why Mike D's our fact checker. Mike, what's a tattoo tip rule? It's is hard it, to say. Is it, what is it? Is it 20%? 20%. Wow. Okay. Huh. Well, then, according to Miss Manners, you need to. Ta- uh, who knew? I, I learned something here. So, if it's 400 bucks, that's an $80 tip. Oof. Oof. That's a lot. That's a lot right? of tip. Yeah. But it's also a lot of tattoo. Yeah. And you want it done right. Right? So, mm-hmm. just make sure you let them know you're going to be tipping. Does that take like <laughs> two days, three days tattoo? We don't know. Boy, for that money, I would think you have to go back a couple times. So when do you tip? At the very end or like a little That's bit? That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day. You, you put money on the table and every time it messes up, you take a dollar back. <laughs> it messes up. Oops. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the end. Okay. Yeah, at the end. And, or whenever you pay for it. But yeah, you, which you pay at You pay at the, the end. end. I've always paid at the end. Yeah. Again, ours are so small. Mm-hmm. And like, we know our guys. are a little and dainty. <laughs> yeah. I got a little dainty tattoos. Yeah. Um... Okay, so we learned something together. 20% to the tattoo artist. Thank you for that. Leave us a voicemail anytime over the weekend. 877-77-BOBBY. We will see you on Monday. Uh, have a, a just a, a great time. Be safe. Check you after the weekend. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Ball Show. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. 
or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.